Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dental Bites. I am your smiling lawyer, Natasha Gillis, and I am Malika Azardon, your dental duro. Oh, so excited to do this. So, Malika, tell me a little bit, how was your day? <laughs> oh, boy. It was one of those days, let me tell you. Um, between my webinar that I had this morning and then the announcement from Northam, it was pretty interesting. Um, um, we had to do a webinar with over 100 dentists, and you know, there's some learning curves because not everybody's used to doing all these webinars, and a lot of people on this call, uh, the challenge was to teach everybody to mute themselves so that the speakers could you know, share the information that they needed to. And funny enough, um, one of the um, attendees on this call had forgot to mute themselves and was yelling, I guess I'm guessing to the spouse, to change the child's diaper. Oh and my we all God. got to get a little quick laugh from that. <laughs> Honey, come change his diaper. <laughs> yeah, literally that's what he said. And it was real but it was good to kind of disconnect from the chaos and kind of get some laugh in there. Oh my gosh. Well, between that and you know Northam's announcement today. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm sure everybody's has heard by now that, you know, April twenty fourth is when you guys can really you know, start seeing non-emergency patients. So this kind of has a turning point for all of Virginia dentists. I know. I've gotten, I know you have too, lots of texts and phone calls, concerned dentists saying, what does this mean? So, you know, as a recap, in case um, people haven't really looked at it, it's prohibiting dentists, endos, orthos from seeing patients electively um, for elective care, I apologize, as opposed to someone who really needs it, it's detrimental to their health if they're not seen, it's an emergency, those are exempted cases. So keep that in mind, um, again, from now till the 24th, as Malika said, April 24th. And uh, I guess, Malika, the biggest issue for a lot of dentists is how do we keep our doors open? How do we make sure we still make money? Any tips, any thoughts? What, what can a dentist do right now? I think, honestly, really, um, as an analogy of my, my clients use, was really plugging the holes in your boat so your boat doesn't sink. And, you know, I did this actually with a client of mine last week that was very proactive in New York, and he really spent some time, made a spreadsheet of all the automatic payments he has vendors, you know, going through his lease, looking at his, you know, finances and saying, what can he put on hold for the time being? To help him survive because with high rents, high you know loans, it's scary. And I think this is a really great time to kind of reflect and see what are your expenses. You know, what can you put on hold? Can you call your software company and ask for a deferment for the next two to three months? You know, Dentrix I know has been great about this. Open Dental has been amazing about this. This is feedback I'm getting from clients that I work with, like you know BirdEye, which does your Google reviews. You don't need it. You're not seeing patients right now, really. Why do you need to pay that monthly? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing I'll say is that, you know, com- your confirmation system companies like Solution Reach, Lighthouse 360, some of you might still need that only because you need to be able to communicate with your patients remotely. Mm-hmm. But if you reach out to them, I know that the majority of them are working with clients and offices because they want your business back. Mm-hmm. So you want to just ask them to defer. Now, if you have any particular vendor that you just do not need anymore, that's a different conversation. You can try to see if you can kind of get out of those contracts right now. But the ones that majority of which you guys probably want to keep, this is the time to reach out, make a list, contact them, you know, and try to make these changes. One really good one is your automatic shipment of toothbrushes. 
Mm-hmm. I choose space. Like Crest does that for you because a lot of you guys are on auto shipment. Had an office that told me that they had completely forgotten and they got 500 toothbrushes today. Oh my God. So, and it's a <laughs> lot of money, you know, to be charging your credit card automatically. So I recommend, you know, print your last month's statement from your credit card company, see what's on there, highlight the things that you need to call and kind of go from there. So that really can save you. Like my client in New York, over $10,000 is what he was able to put on hold. Um, for the next month or so until he sees what happens. I and, mean, you know, New York's in a different position that we are, we are right now. But anything, every little count. That's amazing. So yeah. that, that's a great tip. Um, do you have any recommendations specifically on contracts that you might just overall want to consider cutting that maybe dentists are just signed on and they don't need, period? There's some, you know, some companies, some offices have signed up for certain confirmation systems. I'm not going to, you know, name it for any because I'm not, yes. you know, with one in particular, but, you know, between Lighthouse 360, Revenue Well, or, you know, Solution Reach, there might be one that could be more financially feasible for you. Mm-hmm. And you might want to call these companies and you have some time on your hand right now and see who will give you the best deal. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them might buy out your old contract to get your business right now because they need it. That's a great so, tip. You know, look at those. And I had actually one client last week was that was trying to get out one of those companies and because of what was going on, they allowed, they forgave him and allowed him to break through it. And they were, he was able to save an extra $125 a month and was able to switch to another company. That's fantastic. So let me ask you, you know, I think we, we've made it pretty clear. Cut the fat. Anything that you don't need, don't keep it. Um, big hot topic right now, and I know you're not our... HR attorney, I'm not going to put that heat on you, but what's your perspective from just a business thought? What about staff? Should a dentist think hard, think twice about keeping staff? Is there anything that you think that they need to keep or cut? Any thoughts on what to do at this time? As you, you said it really well, it's a very, very hot topic. And as you said, I'm not no HR specialist or attorney, but I will say from speaking to many of you guys and, you know, speaking to HR attorneys, hearing webinars and all these calls, the bottom line is that, you know, there's a lot of unknown still, but that being said, really think this hard. If you have key players on your team, your office manager that you absolutely adore and really kept things going for you in your practice, your major, your head assistant, if you're able to somehow keep them on your payroll right now, even if it's minimal hours, keep them. And I know, especially for the administrative team, there's plenty to be done. I've been to enough of your offices to know that there's a lot of backlog of aging reports, you know, fee updates, um, you know, setting some operational systems in your software and in your practice. They can get this stuff done for you right now while the doors are closed. So don't, because of an extra couple of thousand dollars that you can hopefully, you know, manage to do on your payroll, don't lose your great key players because you're going to need them the minute the doors open. Mm, That's great advice. That's true. Um, Let me ask you something else just to kind of shift gears and keep us moving on our topics. Any thoughts on what to do with patients? I mean, we've talked about kind of plugging some holes, but is there any way do you think to continue to make money at this time? I mean, teledentistry is a hot topic right now, you know, and, you know, there's still some you know, unknown on it and some things that, you know, there's companies and softwares that are being sold. And one thing I'll say is, guys, be careful. I had a client that was being tried to be sold some crazy tele-dentistry software for over $800 that wasn't even located in the United States. Oh. People are trying to spam you right now because they're trying to get your money. Do your research. 
You can, a lot of this stuff you can even do from your phone by talking to the patients. You can charge the codes for it. If you go to the ADA website, there's a great handout on there about this information. Um, get on as many of these, you know, podcasts or um, webinars about teledentistry. Get, gather your information. See what you want to provide. You know, dentistry is most likely going to take an interesting turn after we're all done with this. But that being said, patients still want that one-on-one interaction. So, yes, you can consult and give information through the phone for pain and, you know, things that you not a true emergency. Um, but you don't truly need a platform or a software to do that. Mm. And, you know, speaking of teledentistry, um, I know you ha- had given me uh, some really good examples of how orthos are using teledentistry and even kind of the no touch uh, process in light of COVID-19. So tell me Correct. a little bit, what have what's, what are some things orthos are doing? Because I know we just said elective um, procedures and essentially like the cosmetic dentists, they're going to be really tight right now. Any thoughts on what they can continue to do safely without using PPE per Northam's order? Yeah. So interesting. A couple of my orthodontists are doing curbside pickup for your trays. You know, you need rubber dams, you need wax because your daughter, your son's, you know, wires poking and it's hurting them. They're literally curbside, either leave it by the door for you. So you don't even have an interaction with the person or someone with gloves and stuff will come in and literally put it in your trunk. won't even come to your, your window to give it to you. Oh, and it will have amazing. instructions and everything in there. They'll even email you a follow-up video about how to put the trays in and how to log the progress. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, speaking of video, I know you've been talking a lot about that. Um, I have been seeing a lot of conversation about how to keep patients engaged so even if you can't perform services and you cannot really provide teledentistry services, what are your thoughts? Do you think now would be a good time to kind of roll out that marketing plan and focus on YouTube videos? What? Absolutely. I mean, this is the time, guys. Every, look at yourself. We're all on the internet right now. You don't have nothing else to do. You know, <laughs> on Facebook. Badly, I mean, my, my phone, you know, gives the notification weekly of how many hours I've been on the phone. I'm like, oh, my God, screen time is insane. You know, it's it, it, it's the truth, and, you know, your patients are on there, too. So don't, because your doors are closed, don't stop doing your social media posts. Actually make them more personable. Challenge your staff to create a video on YouTube or make a meme to post on your social media page for your patients. They want to see how you guys are doing. I have an office that what they're doing, is, which I think is amazing, is they're all, the ones that have kids, they're brushing their kids' teeth and taking a video and putting on their office social media page. That's fantastic. Or there's one that was really cute. Whoever has a pet is brushing their dog's teeth and their cat's teeth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's adorable. And I'm like, what great things to do, you know? But I am sure your patients will love that, you know? They don't want to just see a bunch of generic posts right now because they're seeing enough of that. They want positive things that are going to get me some smile and make them laugh. That's great. Well, just caveat, don't be the hoverboard dentist. Have you seen that clip yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's crazy stuff. The dentist <laughs> on a hoverboard. Perf- I, I don't know what he was doing, but oh, my goodness. Trying he was. <laughs> well, mal- he ended up with several malpractice suits and lots of fraud cases. But, yes, yes, yep. yes. So don't be the hoverboard dentist. No, just no, no, no. Practice appropriately. Avoid malpractice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Malika, you hit on something that I wanted to expand on. You were talking about talking to your creditors. Um, something that's been coming across my desk a lot is, especially with startups, 
hey, my office doors are opening in the next few weeks because my lease essentially requires it. I'm not going to be able to hire anybody. I'm not going to be able to staff this puppy. What am I supposed to do? And so, you know, what I always tell my clients, not always as of recent, to be honest with you, with my startups and my even my acquisition clients is, hey, you need to have a frank conversation with your landlord. Um, talk to them, let them know what your concern is and just make sure that they understand that even though right now you're okay to pay, we're concerned how this is going to affect you in the upcoming months. And I have seen some landlords agreeing right now to defer either the initial rent payments that were supposed to become due or for practices that are existing and actually operating, they will say, you know what, we understand you don't have to cut April's month rent check. You can We can abate rent for you or otherwise reduce rent. So there are options out there, but you do have to be proactive and make those phone calls. And when you're talking to the landlord, don't make demands. I mean, come up with an actual plan, show them, use Malika's advice and say, listen, I've cut the fat. Here are some other vendors I've called. Here are some other creditors I've called. Here are the agreements that they've reached with me. Show them that you're serious. Absolutely. And, and I'm hearing great results from it. I mean, I can tell you five of my clients have said, you won't believe it. They've deferred my payment for three months or... They put three months on towards my end of my lease. Mm-hmm. You know, these these you know these landlords understand they're in the same position as you guys are. That's right. And one landlord actually emailed me and said the two businesses that are thriving in his property is Domino's Pizza and an urgent care. Wow. Yeah. And but he wow. understood with the dental client um, that yes, I will go ahead and, and work with you. And same thing, he gave her three months. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Another thing to note too, guys, is lenders. Go to your lenders. If you have a practice loan, talk to them. A lot of the big box lenders particularly are ready. They're waiting for your phone calls. If they haven't already reached out to you, they are happy to talk to you about deferring uh, your loan payments for a certain period of time. Um, Don't be shy. They will understand. Um, The only thing to consider though is for the businesses that haven't yet started up it's a difficult conversation to have if your doors haven't opened and the loans haven't become due yet but you know it's still something that you can explore i think conversation is very important at this point rather than avoiding it and waiting until it's too long absolutely so just to keep our episode kind of short because we promised we're going to give dental bites let's recap what we talked about today cut the financial fat Live like you have your last $50,000 to spend on business. What I'm recommending is reallocate or obliterate. If you don't need it, get rid of it. Um, Number two, keep the most necessary items. Just like Malika said, consider your staff options very carefully. Um, Don't panic. Keep exactly the things that you think you will need. Um, Run a skeleton crew if you have to, but be careful with what you're cutting. And then lastly, safety first. Um, Don't be one of those doctors who looks at, for example, Northam's order and says, well, technically this is for patient health purposes and it could be detrimental. Let me continue, you know, hygiene. I think it's a wrong move. You don't want to subject yourself to any issues with health, with COVID-19. You don't want to be a cause of the spread, just safety first at all times. So thank you, Malika, for your intel. 
In our next podcast, we're going to talk to you more about how to use this time right now to strategize and energize your image to grow your goodwill, even without seeing patients in your office. So until next time, Dental Zorro and your smiling lawyer signing off. Thank you. Thanks.